It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 114 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today we're bringing you the March 11th, 1954 episode of Meet Mr. McNutley. The show ran from 1953 to 1955 and starred Ray Milland as Professor Ray McNutley, the head of the English department at Lynn Haven College for Girls. His wife Peggy was played by Phyllis Avery. It was known as the Ray Milland Show in its final year. Although a lesser known comedy radio show, it's also an underappreciated one. I hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Created by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher with Phyllis Avery and Gordon Jones. It's an unseasonably crisp evening on the campus of Lynn Haven College. And in the home of Professor Raymond McDutley and his wife Peggy, a fire is burning cheerily. The McDutleys are seated in front of the fireplace, presenting a scene of warm companionship and domestic felicity. Professor McNutley, who teaches English, reflects that the great masters of verse have written many beautiful lines on this very subject. Keats, what happiest scene than man and wife? He king, she queen. Peggy McNutley is also preoccupied with the muse of poetry. Grandma Rose's buttermilk mix for any goodies you want to fix. Pancakes, waffles, light and delectable. Grandma Rose's, uh... Ray, what rhymes with delectable? Oh, Peggy, for heaven's sake, don't tell me you entered another contest. Ray, the first prize is a $5,000 mink coat, and I'm going to try to win it. Well, look, dear, please do it in another room with the door locked and the window shades pulled. I'm expecting Miss Harrison any minute, and I don't want her to know that my wife has a secret vice. Secret vice? What do you mean? This uncontrollable desire to enter any and every contest that comes along. Oh, all right. I'll put my papers away. Thank you very much, Grandma Rose. (laughs) Well, that's perfectly all right. What's Miss Harrison coming over for? Well, she and I are co-chairman of the gift committee for Dean Bradley's 10th anniversary dinner. Oh, has she been here ten years? Of course. What are you going to get her? Uh Uh-oh, that must be Miss Harrison. I'll get it. Good evening, Mr. McNutley. Come in, Miss Harrison. Thank you. Hello, Miss Harrison. My, you look excited. (laughs) I am Mrs. McNutley. I am excited. I think I have solved the problem of what to get Dean Bradley. Oh, splendid. It's right here in this newspaper in the classified ads. Oh. For sale. 
full-length wild mink coat, never been worn, sacrificed because of illness, ready cash needed, $500. Linhaven 3389. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Well, I don't know. Second-hand coat. Yeah, it says it's never been worn. Peggy, how would you feel about a second-hand mink coat? Ray, for a second-hand mink coat that has never been worn, I would push a lopsided peanut with my nose from New York to San Francisco. (laughs) By way of the Panama Canal. I'm convinced. What was that number? Lynn Haven, 3389. 3-3-8-9. Are you the lady who advertised the mink coat in this evening's paper? Yes, yes, I am. May I ask your name, please? Uh, McNutley, Professor McNutley. I wonder if it would be convenient for me to see the coat in the morning. Uh, Certainly. What time may I expect you? Uh, 10.30? Is that all right with you, Miss Harrison? Fine. 10.30 then, Miss... uh, uh... Mrs. Pemberton. Mrs. Roxy Pemberton. The third... Very well, Mrs. Pemberton. And uh, what's the address? The Riverside Apartment. Oh, yes, yes, on Elm Street. Uh, we'll see you in the morning. Indeed. Goodbye. Uh, uh, goodbye. <laughs> I am so excited I can hardly stand it. Dean Bradley's always wanted a mink coat. She said so a hundred times. Mm, I know just how she feels. That's why I keep writing, hoping I'll get one. Writing? Uh, Peggy keeps in very close contact with uh, with a relative uh, who uh, has indicated that she might give Peggy a mink coat. Yeah, that's right. Such a dear old lady. Really? Who is this relative? Her grandma Rose. <laughs> Professor McNutley, this is the mink coat. It's stunning. Yes, it's it's wonderful. Uh, I can't imagine what this must have cost originally. Uh, in the neighborhood of $5,000. Yes, quite a neighborhood. Uh, uh, yes, and as you must realize, I wouldn't think of parting with a treasure like this except an extreme financial urgency. <laughs> Are you ill, Miss Pemberton? Oh, I'm afraid I am. Quite seriously. Oh, that is too bad. What is it? A rare tropical disease. Oh, it's made a weak, helpless woman of me. I can't sleep. I can't think. I can't make decisions. We'll give you $400 for the coat. I'll take it. <laughs> Good. Here you are, Mrs. Pemberton. Oh, thank you. Oh, and here's the coat. And now... <laughs> I, I hope you'll be good enough to excuse me. It's, it's time for my yellow fever shots. Certainly. <laughs> Come, Miss Harrison. Goodbye, Mrs. Pemberton. And the very best of 
luck. Thanks. And goodbye. Uh, goodbye. 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 I mean, happy. I just peddled the coat to a couple of suckers. Oh, gee, that's great, Roxy. How much? Four hundred in cash. Okay. But look, we got to move fast, Roxy. When I went to get our tickets this morning, who should get off the Chicago train but Sam Courtney? That private eye that works for the insurance companies? Yeah. Oh, Oh, do you think that... Yeah, he's after us, all right. He had that mink look in his eye. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to get to Miami just as we planned, but with one difference. Oh, what's that? You dress like any ordinary person instead of like Mrs. Astorbilt. Oh, happy. Now, look, Sam knows how we work, even if he ain't seen you. He'll be looking for a hoity-toity middle-aged dame. So? So you look middle-aged, but don't look hoity-toity. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll wear a gunny sack. So okay, so wear a gunny sack, but no sequins. <laughs> dinner. Wasn't it indeed? I think the arrangements committee just outdid themselves. They most certainly did. And what an original menu. Yes. I wonder how they ever thought of cream chicken in patties and green peas. <laughs> Dean Bradley, the best part is yet to come. Oh, why? What else could possibly happen? I think Mr. McNutley has something to say that will just Top off this sumptuous repast. Oh. Haven't you, Mr. McNutley? Indeed I have, and the time has come to say it. Oh, why would you want Thank you, uh, thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, members of the Linhaven family, before we get down to the business of this happy occasion, I want to thank, on behalf of all of us, those untiring workers whose efforts have combined to make this evening one which we will all treasure in our memory. <clears throat> First, I think we owe a rousing thank you to our dear Miss Murchison of the music department for her lovely piano selection. I'm sure none of us have ever heard a more stirring rendition of There Are Fairies in the Bottom of My Garden. <laughs> and now to the business at hand. Ten years ago today, Lynn Haven entered into what I do not hesitate to describe as a new era. The god of collegiate good fortune smiled on us and sent us our beloved mentor, guide and friend, Dean Bradley. Oh, 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 no, I dare say there's not a person in this room tonight who has not benefited in some way, great or small, by his or her contact with this sterling soul. And in appreciation of these qualities, we have all come to love and admire Dean Bradley. We want you to have this small token of our gratitude. Uh, a present? For me? <laughs> to you, from all of us. Oh, you sure? 
couldn't have. But you'll be glad we did, Dean Bradley. <laughs> well, really, I, 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 I'm overwhelmed. This lovely dinner, surrounded by all my dear friends. Such a wonderful evening to remember. All the rest of my life. And now, me! <laughs> Isn't it simply gorgeous, Dean Bradley? Gorgeous? Why, 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 Tomatoes, mayonnaise, and, um, hmm. What's your problem, Duncan Hyde? Well, I can't decide whether or not to put peanut butter on this sandwich. Oh. You think it might ruin the color scheme? <laughs> green chicken and green peas. Some anniversary dinner. I should say so. Ah, well, it was a success. <clears throat> Miss Harrison and I scored a signal victory when we got that mink coat. Mm, and for only $400. Yeah. You know, I felt awfully sorry for that poor, bewildered Mrs. Pemberton. But after all, if we hadn't bought the coat, somebody else would have. Mm -hmm. True. Well. <clears throat> oh, boy, is this sandwich good. This certainly beats that creamed chicken and green peas. But you know, there's one thing missing. Peanut butter? Nope. Miss Murchison's stirring rendition of There Are Fairies in the Bottom of My Garden. <laughs> well, Courtney, you've been in town for ten days now. What do you found out? You know the Blue Light Cafe down on the wrong side of the tracks? Yeah. Find something there? I sure did. Their pickled pig's feet are out of this world. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sam, always kidding. Yeah, but seriously, Chief, I'm not kidding about that mink coat. I'm going to find it. You got any leads? Well, I'm about 99% sure that this is the work of Happy O'Neill, and I'm 100% sure that Roxy Pemberton is in on the job. What does Roxy look like, Sam? Well, I've never seen her, but I've got a mighty good description of her to go on. Yeah? Yeah, she's a middle-aged dame, talks and acts and dresses very high class. They tell me you could even mistake her for a lady college professor. Well, Sam, like I said, you can count on me for anything you need. I've got to take a prisoner on a 704 to the county seat tomorrow. I'll be gone a couple of days. You need anything, just call on the boys. Oh, thanks, Chief. See you when you get back. All right, Sam. Well, uh, I guess I'll mosey over to the Blue Light Cafe. Boy, what a difference a mink coat can make. So I've heard. Peggy, I just can't tell you the change has come over Dean Bradley. She called me this morning and asked me to go shopping with her this afternoon. I couldn't make it. Dean Bradley? On a shopping spree? Yes, she's going to buy new clothes, accessories, shoes, everything to go with her mink coat. Well, that's the way it is with mink coats. It isn't the original cost, it's the upkeep. <laughs> As you are going to find out, Professor. I'm going to find out? Yes, 
when I win the mink coat, which is first prize in Grandma Rose's Buttermilk Mix Jingle Contest. Good afternoon. May I uh, help you, sir? Well, I don't know. See that middle-aged woman over there in the mink coat? Uh, yes, sir. You know her? Well, might I inquire why you're so interested, sir? She looks like somebody I've been wanting to meet for the last ten days. Well, how interesting. Yeah, isn't it? See you later, Buster. Middle-aged and about the right size. Well, young lady, I, uh, I usually take an 18. But since I've been dieting, I, I might squeeze into a 16. <laughs> or 17. My metabolism has been rather high. Gray hair. Elegant talk. That sure looks like the coat. Oh, yes, it is new. I've only had it for about ten days. <gasps> Isn't it lovely? It sure is, Roxy. It's too bad you can't keep it. I beg your pardon. All right, Roxy. Let's just go quietly and not have a scene. Young man, I haven't the vaguest idea what you're talking about. Where's Happy? I'd like to have him at our little party. Roxy? Happy? I happen to be Dean Bradley of Lynnhaven College. And I'm Fred Astaire. Shall we dance down to the station house? Take your hands off of me. What? It's just what? a little what? jewelry, Roxy, to go with your new mink coat. Bracelets. One for your arm and one for mine. I demand a seat, Chief Haggerty, this instant. Will identify me and put an end to this outrage? Sure, Roxy, sure. You can see Chief Haggerty yes. the minute he gets back. Well, good. When will he be back? Two or three days. Two or three days? What'll I do in the meantime? Oh, you'll be busy. Oh, I'll be busy. Yeah. You have to be fingerprinted and mugged. And... Oh, We've got a few floors to scrub. Floors to... Now, I'll take the mink coat, Roxy. <laughs> when you're scrubbing the floors, we don't want you to make the other girls jealous. No! I demand my right. You want to make a phone call, Roxy? I most certainly do. It's on the wall. You furnish the dime. And it may interest you to know that I have one. <coughs> Hello? Hello? Matt Nuxley, this is Dean Bradley. Well, well, and how is our mink-coated goddess this afternoon? Our mink-coated goddess is in the clink. <laughs> Charming little rhyme. Hold on, Dean Bradley. I've got to tell Peggy that Peggy, <laughs> Dean Bradley just said the cutest thing. She said she was in the clink. Mary Nutley, stop your senseless gibbering and get down here. Get down where? The clink. <laughs> but what in the world are you doing in jail? Well, if you don't get down here and identify me, I'll be scrubbing floors. But I don't understand. I don't either. Do exactly as I tell you, and don't ask any more stupid questions. Very well, Rox. I, I mean Dean Bradley. Now, put on your coat. Yes, ma'am. Put on your hat. Yes, ma'am. Pick up your car keys. Yes, ma'am. Now, get into your car and drive to the police station. Yes, ma'am. But, but Dean Bradley... Yes? 
When the phone rang, I was taking a shower. Are you all right if I put on my pants first? <laughs> now, Dean Bradley, please be calm. Be calm? Now that that boorish detective Sam Courtney has impounded my mink coat, what have I got to look forward to? Warm weather, I guess. How am I going to explain it to my colleagues? What shall I say when they ask me? Oh, Dean Bradley, where is the beautiful mink coat we so generously gave you on the occasion of your 10th anniversary? Well, Nick Dutley, have you an answer for that? Dean Bradley, I'm as fresh out of answers as you are out of mink coats. Oh, what a frustrating situation. I feel like a fly caught in a spider web. Excuse me, Dean Bradley. Yes, what is it? This package just came for you. Well, put it on the desk. I'm very busy. Yes, ma'am. Well, somebody sent you a present, Dean Bradley. Why don't you open it and see what it is? Hand me those scissors. Yes, ma'am. Here we are. Say, it's a big box, isn't it? Yes. Oh, it's probably a box of homemade cookies from one of the girls' mothers. They often send me... Why, why, why it's a... A mink coat! Oh. Well, don't be disappointed. I'll have Peggy bake you some cookies. A mink coat? But, Dean Bradley, who on earth would be sending you a mink coat? Well, I... <laughs> I haven't the faintest idea. Perhaps some secret admirers. <laughs> or perhaps it's uh, someone who... Uh, well, I just don't know. Well, uh, here's the return address on the wrapping. Now, let's see. Grandma Rose products. Grandma Rose. Why, that's... Yes, uh, oh, of course, uh, of course. Grandma Rose, my mother's oldest and dearest friend. Oh, she isn't really my grandma, of course, but I, I spent more time at her house when I was a little girl than at my own. I ate practically every meal there. Did I, you ever I, help I, the old lady make biscuits? Biscuits? Why, 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 why no, I... With uh, uh, Grandma uh, Rose's buttermilk mix? Why, I... Uh, McNutley. You know, huh? <laughs> Yes, Dean. I'm afraid I do. Would you like to hear the jingle that won the mink coat? Well, really, Dean Bradley, you, you needn't bear all your secrets. Well, I I can't help it. I, I've got to tell you. Oh, well. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> Grandma Rose's buttermilk mix for handy-dandy baking tricks. Get your culinary kicks with Grandma Rose's buttermilk mix. <laughs> Dean Bradley, you are more to be pitied than censured. <laughs> oh, that's charitable of you, McNutley. Charitable. And now you've won a mink coat with your jingles, just as fine a coat as the one that Sam Courtney took away from you. What? Why, so I have. And I'm sure that when your colleagues on the faculty hear the entire story, they won't censor you for what's happened. Uh, McNutley... Yes, Dean Bradley. You said yourself 
that I was more to be pitied than censured. All right. If you'll overlook my part in the recent unpleasantness, I'll forget all about Grandma Rose and her buttermilk mix. Is it a bargain? Indeed it is. You're a true friend. I feel, well, almost motherly toward you. Oh, now, let's not overdo it. (laughs) Well, I must be getting along. McNutley, come here. Yes. Dean Bradley. You kissed me. Yes. You all right? Shall I call Dr. Hoskins at the infirmary and to stay with you till he gets here? Oh, don't be absurd, you dear boy. Out! Peggy, dear. Yes, darling. Peg, I'm really awfully sorry you couldn't have won the mink coat in Grandma Rose's jingle contest. Oh, well, I'm not. I thank my stars Dean Bradley won it and got you off the hook. Well, yes, but I hate to have you disappointed. Oh, besides, what do I need with a mink coat? I'll attract enough attention around here when everyone sees me driving my new $10,000 foreign sports car. Your $10,000 foreign sports car? Mm-hmm. Peggy, what on earth? It's first prize in a new jingle contest I just entered. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's for Uncle Wong's dehydrated chow mein mix. <laughs> I've got the most wonderful jingle started. Ray, darling. Yes, Peggy? What rhymes with lychee nuts? <laughs> Tonight's show was written by Leo Lieberman, Tom Adair, and Scott Farnworth, and was directed by Joe Ryans. The Ray Balan Show is a review production. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. That was the episode The Mink Coat from Meet Mr. McNutley, starring Ray Milland. Only one week left until Christmas. I can't believe how fast this month's gone. A reminder that season one of the old radio comedy podcast ends on Monday, December 28th. Season two will begin on the following Monday, January 4th of 2021. And if you're looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, if you're enjoying the podcast, how about a five-star rating? It's what I've always wanted. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. And I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the title? Yay!